Welcome to Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Cyber and the Antioch Movement. Whether this is your first time with us or you've been with us for a while now, our desire is that by the end of our time together, you can say that you've fallen more in love with Jesus and have a greater passion for Him and His purposes in the earth. Thanks so much for joining us. And we hope that you enjoy today's episode. Well, nobody changes the world being like everybody else. Now, my kids mm. would say that's the number one mantra they remember growing up mm. because I would say it over and over and over again. Nobody changes the world being like everybody else. Mm. So, hey, guys, here's how we're going to live today because right. we're called to change the world, mm. not just be nice people in wow. the world. Wow. So, uh, man, so what I thought we would do today, Jordan, is just dive into the scriptures. I, a little different format, just go through Hebrews 12. Okay. I think in there we see all the clues and cues that we need to be changed, maybe to invest in our families, disciple others. Hmm. It's all right there. But hey, you were going to start off with a, another scripture before we get to Hebrews 12. Well, yeah, well, Hebrews 12 starts off talking about the cloud of witnesses. And so we want to clarify who that is from the text. So we're going to jump back to 11. Hebrews gonna, 11. Just going to read a few verses. Okay. And it's going back to you. So this is Hebrews 11, 32. What more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, wow. quenched the power of fire, wow. escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight, and women received back their dead by resurrection. We could go on. We'll stop there. Take us in. Well, actually, I can't stop there. Okay. It says, and others were tortured, hmm. not accepting their release so that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others experienced mockings and scourging. Yes, also chains and imprisonments. Hmm. They were stoned. They were sawn into. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world is hmm. not worthy. Mm -hmm. wow. wow. Men and women, of course. That of whom the world's not worthy. So then in Hebrews 12, when Paul says, therefore having such a great cloud of witnesses, that That's whole list whole. of people are our examples. Mm -hmm. So what, what ends up happening in life is you only go as high as your mirror mm. or only as high as your hero, mm. right? So if your hero is my dad was a nice person, I want to be nice. Mm -hmm. If your hero was my dad sacrificed for others, then you might want to be a person who sacrifices. Right. But whoever our heroes are, and they tend to be kind of pop stars or sure. powerful people in business or politics, whatever. But if that's our bar, that's only as high as we're going. Mm. Versus Jesus, mm -hmm. first of all, mm -hmm. <laughs> which would be the hero of all heroes, and the people that the scriptures highlight right. is examples for us to follow. Mm -hmm. So when Paul says in Hebrews 12, again, under this whole deal of, hey, we're, we don't want to be like everybody else. We want to be like Jesus. Right. We want to be like the people of the scripture. He highlights this incredible group of people mm -hmm. who literally gave their lives, right. persecuted, sawn in two, sacrificed, right. and had incredible faith to believe that God could part the Red Sea. Mm to believe that God could shut the mouths of lions, right. to believe that if, if somebody died, they could be resurrected. Right. And you know, and, and just a little tangent, when I first 
got going with the Lord as a student, uh, as a college student, I spent a summer in Papua New Guinea. Mm -hmm. And I met a man who had lived there for 11 years, and he had seen 11 people raised from the dead. <laughs> so that was my mentor. Right. right? So my early mentors were not, um, Gali, did you quit? Uh, you know, being mad when somebody ticks you off right. versus uh, raising the dead was normal. Right. And uh, he let me interview a lady that had come back from the dead just so that I would, you know, I'm a 20-year-old right. kid and I'm saying people raised from the dead. Right. And he said, well, why don't you meet, you know, uh, this sister? And, um, and so I asked her, what was it like? And she said, well, I, I died of an illness and, uh, and they do a three day wake where they lay you on the, um, the kind of in the thatched, uh, bed kind of thing. Mm -hmm. People come by and mourn and everything. And the family had come to Fred and said, well, we've read the Bible and you've told us that God raised the dead. We want our mom back. And so Fred said, well, okay, then I go in there and uh, let's give it a shot. So He's saying, Lord, uh, bring her back in the name of Jesus. And he begins to call her name, come back in the name of Jesus. And she said, I was having this glorious throne room experience. And I hear Fred's voice calling me back. And I'm saying, no, I don't want to right. come back. Right. Isn't that amazing? amazing. She hears a voice right. praying for her to right. come back. And she's saying, no, no, I don't want to come back. And Jesus says, I have more for you to do. I'm bringing you back you'll be healed. So she comes back from the dead, raises wow. up, sits up, is physically healed, and it becomes a mighty evangelist for Jesus. Well, and you got to interview her. <clears throat> and I got to interview her and, and, and be in that environment where right. signs and wonders were normal. Right. So for me then, when I came back to Baylor University uh, for my senior year, my bar was a little different <laughs> because I had been with people who raised the dead. Right. Not people that are trying to finish their Bible study, right. you know, and have a quiet time every day. Right. right. So, I think that first of all, when we talk about changing the world or not being like everybody else, we have to have a higher vision That's great. than just the end of our nose sure. or. Uh, the best person we know. Mm -hmm. uh, that's again. That's why I always say Jesus is the hero, mm -hmm. right? We want to be like Jesus. We're called to be like Jesus, right. actually. So, uh, though I learn from people, ultimately Jesus is even higher. Mm -hmm. So back to our, our text. Yep. So Paul then says. So back to Hebrews twelve. Therefore, since we have a great cloud of witness surrounding us, let us lay aside every encumbrance, the sin which so easily entangles, and let us run with race. Run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, back to Jesus, mm -hmm. the author and perfecter of faith, who by the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the, uh, of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you'll not grow weary right. and lose heart. Right. All right. So, Jordan, here it is. How do we change the world? How do we not be like everybody else? How do we shut the mouths of lions, raise the dead, mm -hmm. you know, see miraculous signs? All right. In light of what God can do, why in the world would you want to be, get caught in worldly frivolous activities, mm -hmm. encumbrances? Mm -hmm. Why would I want to be so anxious about another hundred dollars so that I can get another toy? Right. Well, what, this is like foolishness in sure. compared to, I could shut the mouth of lions. Right. I could rescue people from hell. Right. I could be a part of, of changing a city or the, my world or definitely at somebody's world. Mm -hmm. So why would I 
fritter away at things that are just so temporal. Right. It's a joke right. in light of the bigness of God. But if I don't see it, then I'm committed to my needs now. Right. Right? Right. And then, of course, the sin which so easily entangles us. So here's the deal. Uh, I know you know this, but I'm a sinner. I am drawn to sin. Mm-hmm. And apart from the grace of God, I will head that direction right. every day. Right. Uh, little things to even big things, mm-hmm. if left un unattended. Uh, right. Right. So the admonition is, of course, the worldliness. Just don't get involved in lesser things. Then it takes it to sin, which so easily entangles us. Mm-hmm. So back to why do I fix my eyes on Jesus every day? Mm-hmm. Why do I anchor myself in the Word of God? Why do I readjust my heart every day? Because sin is waiting, right. crouching at the door, right? The devil left Jesus that I'm waiting for an opportune time. So I have to not fear sin, but I have to have a sober respect for sin. Be vigilant. Yeah. So therefore, I'm going to have to set the tone Mm -hmm. of the day. In light of all that God wants to do today, I'm going to fix my eyes on Jesus, and I'm not going to let lesser things and definitely not sinful things entangle me, literally wrap wrap, wrap its web around me. Right so that I can be free right. to run this race. Because Jordan, who knows what God's gonna do today? Amen. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Right. You could see somebody, the Spirit of God could give you an, an inclination for them and the power of God right. could hit them. Yes, you, let it be. There's just no telling. Right. Any comments you got on that before we go on? Well, I'm thinking you just read the, <clears throat> how do I not grow weary? And I, I think in the last season, people have been Weary. I think you've probably yeah. felt that. Of you know, course, I've, I've I, felt I, that. Yeah. And so this the text is very helpful, and I think that our listeners have probably heard this text. Sure. But we can hear. We don't. We need to keep hearing it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 my comment there. Why don't you keep us keep walking us through? Yeah. So again, under this theme of nobody changes worldly, being like everybody else. Okay. So we, in light of the bigness of God and mm-hmm. what God can do, we're going to lay aside encumbrances. Seventy-seven of the towns, fix our eyes on Jesus. And it's very interesting that he then rolls into this whole deal about discipline, right. about being disciplined by God. Mm-hmm. And I'll just pick up in verse 5. Or have you forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons? Right. And remember, that's always sons and daughters, right. uh, both and. My son and daughter, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord reproves, he disciplines, and he scourges every, excuse me, every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? For if you are not with, if you're, for if you are without discipline, which all become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Right. All right. So here's here's what it's saying. In light of cloud of witnesses, I'm fixing my eyes on Jesus. I'm good. I'm anchored in today. And God is going to correct me today for my good. Right. Because he loves me. Right. We shouldn't be disheartened. Right. If, if you and I are... Should t- rejoice. <laughs> yeah. Like, praise God. God showed me that I'm selfish today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, I was getting up and Laura had some different needs going on in life and some uh, things that uh, she needs my help mm-hmm. and my assistant, but I have my day charted. Sure. And I was thinking to myself, I can't, doesn't she know that my day right. has these things to go? But she has a very legitimate need, things, ways to help her mom and some other people that we're serving. Hmm. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you're being selfish. Wow. 
And I thought, absolutely, you're right. This is ridiculous. I am putting my thoughts or needs ahead of her. Mm. She needs me to support her right mm. now. So, but if I shrink back when I hear right. that, I was, oh, in shame, right. oh, I'm always selfish. I'm never going to be enough for Laura, for the Lord, or that's so discouraging. I just wanted to, if I go there, mm-hmm. that's dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other side, if I'm angry about that, well, right. I'm just going to be selfish. Well, that's stupid, right? right? So dumb, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Instead of saying, thank you, Holy Spirit, thank for you, showing Spirit. me yes. that I'm a selfish man bent on my way, mm. So let me just repent, mm-hmm. give her a call, mm-hmm. and say, how can I help you? Mm. Right? There's a, that's a very practical right. deal, but right. it can be huge, like you know, some brokenness in my life, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, this discipline of the Lord is continual mm-hmm. because he cares for us. Yes. Okay, let me, let me put it in another setting. It goes on, the, the, the scripture we won't read, it says, your earthly fathers disciplined you as they seemed good to them. Right. How much more your heavenly father disciplines you only for good. Right. So if we have good intention disciplining our earthly children, how much more God um, is disciplining us for good. But I think about, we just had our little grandson with us, and he didn't want to hold my hand in the street, mm-hmm. but he was going to hold my hand. <laughs> and so we had to have, I had to be strong with him mm-hmm. so that he would hold my hand so he would get hit by a car and die. Right. But he was offended by that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? Right. Ah, right. You're making me hold your hand? How dare you? Right. I am a man you know, right. at 18 months old, right. and <laughs> I want to walk in this street. Right. And so therefore, I will. And, sure. Or I will let you know that I am not pleased with this. Right. Now, how, how you know, that's a joke. <laughs> But it's true, uh-huh. right? But we're the same way. Yeah. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. How dare somebody step in? Right. Or uh, I do something that's wrong, right? It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Or whatever the whatever the case might be, I'm I'm constantly now, even with my adult children, I'm giving them feedback. I'm mm-hmm. giving them wisdom mm-hmm. of the ages. They still need me. They don't right. need me to hold their hand in the parking lot. They right. don't need me to watch every move they make. But as an older man in the Lord, they still need my feedback, Absolutely. which could be interpreted sometimes as discipline or correction, mm-hmm. but they feel loved by me when right. I engage them right. because we laid a, a framework right. of discipline being normal. Right. That's any, great. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. So if our umbrella is no one changes the world being like everyone else. Yeah. What you're talking about here with the discipline of the Lord and even your own discipline of a grandchild or your own children. Right. Our friend Ray Mayhew shared you know, that word. It can mean correction, and that's how we read yeah. it as right. Westerners. Right. Discipline's correction, but it's also care. Yes. And Absolutely. so there's a care of the Lord. Yes, there is a corrective element to it, but it's all because of his commitment to us. Yes, absolutely. You're committed to each of your children being what Jesus said. Who wants to be great? Then right. be the servant of all. Jesus is committed. You're committed to your kids. We and ultimately, God the Father is committed. Yes. And his his discipline flows out of that loving heart of commitment yeah. because he wants the best Absolutely. for us in the end. You took yes. us through Jeremiah 29 when we did roles and goals. Yeah. Last time, and it's that same theme. Yeah. Old and New Testament. Right. He is committed to our good, to our ultimate good because he is good. Yes. This is, this is good. Well, I, I, I immediately think of Psalm 23. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Mm. 
So the rod of correction is right. spoken to in Proverbs throughout Scripture. Your rod and your staff, the staff draws near and nurture. The rod right. corrects and curbs right. but for, so that I might be comforted. Sure. Your yeah. rod and your staff, they right. comfort me right. because you care for me. Right. right? All right. godly discipline is because of care. Right. In love. So powerful. So, all right, hey, let's let's jump down a couple more scriptures let's do here. That. Hebrews 12, 12. That's got to be significant. 12, 12, 12, 12. 12s. Uh, Therefore, strengthen the hands that are weak yes. and the knees that are feeble, and make straight paths for your feet, so that the limb which is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Back to our roles and goals. If you missed our roles and goals two-part set mm-hmm. or you missed our Instagram Live, we really tried this. Year. We tried. <laughs> we tried to help everybody. Uh, this is what we're doing. Therefore, what is weak? Be intentional. Right. Strengthen it because God has healing for you. Yes. Hey, this is a tangent that is probably worth a whole podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll just make note of that. But somebody said, do you believe that, that uh, you know, people can be whole enough um, even if they have different um, dysfunctions. So an example would be like mental illness and mm. struggles with that. And and here's my deal. My deal is in the miracle work of God, mm. he's allowed scientists to create medicines to at the very least keep people stable. Mm. All it takes on the, a person struggling with mental illness while we're waiting for the miraculous big healing, right, that we it all would be eradicated. But while we're managing the process, God's created this medication, but what it takes is humility. Mm. I said, I believe that everyone can experience God and have meaningful relationship if there's humility. Mm. Like we humble ourselves. Okay, I need some help, brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Help me out. Mm -hmm. And it might be a medical assistance. It might be relational assistance. It might be practical skill assistance. You know what? I never got a work ethic. Could somebody just teach me how to work? Humility gets us to grace Mm. every time. Mm. We'll get the grace that we need. So in this Hebrews 12 passage, he's saying, all right, you got some weak places, Mm -hmm. got some feeble places. It says strengthen those so that you might be healed. And that doesn't mean that that, that, uh, I won't struggle. It just means there's grace from God to strengthen the weak places in our lives. If we're surrendered, if Mm -hmm. we fix our eyes on Jesus, Mm -hmm. if we're willing to be disciplined and corrected out of God's care, then we can then strengthen the places and be healed. Totally. Amen. Wow. Amen. I love the Bible. The, the Bible's good. I don't know if you're watching. I just wanted to look at the. <laughs> this is good stuff. This is just one chapter. Right. If I actually did this one chapter, hey. uh, I would change the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, here we go. We're, we're, we're going to turn the corner here. Verse 14, pursue peace with all men. Mm. So we've been doing our vertical work Mm -hmm. here. Some Mm -hmm. of this has to do with correction and people's involvement. But now we're going to do our horizontal work. Pursue peace with all men. The sanctification without no one will see the Lord. Mm. Well. I I just pause. I won't see the Lord unless I'm pursuing peace with you. If I'm I'm competitive with you, if Mm. I'm resisting you, Mm. if I'm living in anger towards you, if I'm not pursuing peace, I'm not Mm going to see the Lord in our relationship. Right. Wow. And and others are going to be blocked. Uh, Absolutely, yeah. So, because, and here we go, this will explain this. See to it that no one comes short of the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble, and by it many be, be defiled, that there be no immoral or godless person like Esau who sowed his own birthright for a single meal. 
For you know that even afterwards, when he desired to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he had sought for it with tears. Mm. Wow. Mm. You know, we're actually going to have to wrap it up today, but this hopefully whets your appetite to read the rest of yeah, Hebrews 12. Yeah, but let's just talk about that. Um, I'm a reconciler by divine nature, mm. right? As a, as a child of God, mm-hmm. as a man with the Spirit of God living inside of me, my goal is to reconcile men to God mm-hmm. and men to men. Right. So it is in my nature, my new nature, Mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. My old nature is competitive, contentious, angry, fighting for my own way, Mm -hmm. making sure I get my place, looking for identity Mm -hmm. outside of God. My old nature is divisive and and, uh, a wrestler. Mm -hmm. My new nature is a reconciler. Yes. So when Jesus, uh, when, uh, when the scriptures, obviously by the Holy Spirit, are admonishing us, pursue peace with all men, by it, for by it no man will see the Lord. Mm-hmm. He's saying, live in your new nature, right. not your old nature, right. and then be careful lest any root of bitterness rise up, mm-hmm. therefore defiling many. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the root of bitterness. Yeah, this is like my wife's favorite passage. <laughs> so the root of bitterness comes in very, just like it said at the top, the sin that so easily entangles. Yes. The root of bitterness very easily oh. if we're not daily. It's just dangling out there every day. Vigilant. And the, here's a deception. <clears throat> it's just bothering me, Jimmy. It's just bothering me, Jordan. It says the root of bitterness springs up and it defiles many yeah. people. There's a motive. I mean, I'm yeah. very motivated, not just out of holiness to the Lord, but also of that root of bitterness getting out of my life because I don't want to defile other people. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Wow. And you can't hide it. Yeah. I wish I could hide my offense and bitterness. It, and kind of. It, yeah. But you can for a, for a little bit, but, uh-huh. but people feel it. Right. Even if you're good at smiling through it mm. or saying the right thing, people feel you more than they hear you. Mm. And that's scary. Right. Uh, wonderfully scary. Sure. Wonderfully accountable. Right. When we think we're getting away with something and hiding something, People are feeling something, they just can't put their finger on it. Wow. So when I am offended, which again, uh, and maybe this is our wrap point, we are going to be offended. Mm-hmm. That's why the scripture says, hey, deal with it. Right. Um, we're just humans, man. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of reasons not to pursue peace. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of reasons uh, not to, uh, to, to live selfishly. All, all these things, we can empathize with each other and justify our offense Sure. Or our bitterness, right. but nobody changes the world being like everybody else. Wow. And ultimately, everybody has been on their own way and their own justification. And my concern these days is we've created a, um, a rhythm of, of, uh, of living that is so empathy-oriented that it plays to the desire of the individual mm-hmm. instead of the desire of God wow. and the design of God. Yeah. So that's our deal. We want to right. change the world being like Jesus, right. attending to his word, doing it his way, right. because that's for our good. Amen. Amen. Hey, you guys have a great day. Actually, I'm going to pray that. Spirit mm. of the living God, mm-hmm. let Hebrews 12 fall on us. Actually, we'll take Hebrews 11 as well, Lord. <laughs> we ask that all things, mm. all things would be unto your glory. Yes. And your original design that you've created us for, may we just get into that flow. Mm-hmm. And even this summer, as we 
redirect our lives and intentionally lean into you instead of away from you. Mm-hmm. And we lean into people instead of away from people. May there be healing, restoration, renewal, and power mm-hmm. by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. Right. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Passion and Purpose, a podcast with Jimmy Seibert and the Antioch Movement. For more information, please visit jimmycybert.com and antioch.org. We'll see you next time. <laughs>